Summer Pineapples It was another hot summer on our tropical island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The year was 1966, the unforgettable era of the hippie flower children and the make love not war slogans. My high school buddies and I were on summer break, and for many of us, it was a time to go to work for the pineapple sugarcane plantations, which were in abundance at that time on Kauai. On a historical note, while sugarcane was raised by the ancient Hawaiians on small personal plots, the first commercially successful sugar plantation was founded in my very own hometown of Kaloa, on the south side of Kauai, in 1835. This was the beginning of what would become Hawaii's largest industry until the middle of the 1990s, when the sugar plantations were shut down. However, the original old sugar mill still stands till today and was even designated a National Historic Landmark. Anyway, I was excited to be out of school for the summer. Like me, most of the guys I knew were eager to land a summer job and start earning a paycheck. There were plenty of job opportunities around the island. The hotels were also a great place to work, but there were fewer job openings there. I was 16, strong and eager to work in either the sugarcane plantations or the pineapple fields. This particular summer, I chose to work on the lush north shore of where most of the ripening pineapple fields were located. The meeting place for the workers was the Kapa'a Pineapple Cannery. Kapa'a, back then, was just a small town, an hour's drive north from my hometown of Koloa. I made the simple decision to live with my sister, Anna, and her family in the harbor town of Nawili'iwili'i, which would only be a 30-minute drive to Kapa'a, and besides, I'd be closer to the popular Kalapaki Beach, where many tourists and foreign exchange students visited for summer fun. Yeah, good old Kalapaki Beach. My friends and I frequented that beach every day during the summer, to check out the hot chicks in their cool bikinis and invite them to come hang with us, local boys. In that respect, those days were not too different from these days because, of course, we swam, surfed, fished, played volleyball, and had barbecues on the beach. We acted like we were just a bunch of laid-back beach bums, but, of course, we weren't. We were the proud working class. We had it all figured out. Our golden opportunity came when a 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. shift opened up, and without hesitation, a bunch of us signed up. This gave us the deal chance to hang out at the beach for most of the day and work during the long, cool evenings. Perfect for me, the cooler evening shift was way better than laboring all day under the unforgiving, blazing summer sun. Each day, I packed a gallon of water with my dinner knapsack to stay hydrated. The rest of my liquid intake came from savoring the plant-ripened, juicy, sweet pineapples. Pineapples have long, stiff, dark green leaves lined with jagged, serrated edges, ending in a long, pointed tip. Hence, I wore a long-sleeve shirt and jeans with canvas chaps and leather boots and gloves. To top it off, I had a red bandana around my neck, a wide-brim straw hat, and clear plastic goggles. You know, I was ready. Pineapple picking is considered to be a very difficult job, but for me, it offered an excellent physical workout and good money for the summer and the next school year. We were paid 50 cents an hour for the day shifts 
and fifty-five cents an hour for the evening shifts. Not bad for the sixties, when gas averaged only twenty-five cents a gallon and cigarettes were only twenty cents a pack. We were not old enough to purchase beer or hard liquor, but we had our ways of getting them cheap, too. During the week, I left my sister's house each day at 2.30 in the afternoon and drove her 55 Chevy station wagon down to the Kapa'a Pineapple Cannery to start my evening shift. The day shift workers who were just getting off work looked totally exhausted as we arrived at the cannery.